Point no fingers. I don't want nobody to point no fingers. <laughs> but I, right on, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll break it down. There's now a people with a different relation. Black and white, yellow, red and blue. All in the same bag, we know it's true. They're just stone junkets, stone, stone junkets, stone junkets, stone, stone junkets. Don't let your mind become offended, Miss Lady. Cause you ain't no better than, than our typical Sadie. You just got money, you can spend out at will. But when come aches and pains, you still use the pill. It don't mean nothing. Stone jacket, stone, stone jacket, stone jacket, stone, stone. Majority of you, so 
and I say, Mr. Stone Junkie. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com.
You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. My name is David Stolowitz. Welcome to Getting Sketchy, our weekly incredibly sketchy workshop where we work on all styles of comedy and practice until we're perfect. That's the idea. Malcolm Gladwell says it takes 10,000 hours or about 10 years on average to get to that point. I don't know. I'm five years in and I'm feeling sick of waiting, so we'll see. Stay tuned.
This is Mutiny Radio.fm. I'm David Stolowitz. We got a couple of friends here in the studio working on various projects. I got Baco here from the South Bay. You can listen to him uh, Fridays at Radio Valencia.fm. And uh, we've also got Mike Spiegelman, who's got uh, a sketch show next month. Uh, Mike, what was the date on that? April 14th. Um, with uh, your friend Colin, right? Yeah. Okay. Check it out. And then uh, our new friend Christine, who has joined us and uh, is going to be working on some stuff on and off stage. It's been uh, been a difficult week for the country, but uh, lots of good things going on too. It's positive. Uh, we had a beautifully green St. Patrick's Day here in the Bay Area, and. Uh, I don't know. It's like there's a lot of chaos going on in the world, and I can always fixate on that, but there's a lot of good things, too, and just lately, I've been seeing a lot of beauty in my life with plants and animals and, yes, even people. (laughs) They surprise you occasionally. So, uh, I'm just trying to stay on the positive spin. I've been very angry for a very long time in my life, and it has not been terribly productive. I mean, not that anger is something you can just suppress or shove under the table, but there's healthy ways to deal with it, you know, like exercise or creativity. To a point, though. Um, I read something interesting the other day. I was looking up uh, styles of comedy, because I do improv games at Blue Chip in San Jose, and... uh, One of the things they were talking about was self-deprecating humor and how people can fall into traps with that with their family. Like when kids are young, they want to get attention, and sometimes the only way they can get that attention is negative if everybody's laughing at them. So they start subconsciously playing a role and going along with it. And then later, if you try to be a comedian, that can actually be a hindrance sometimes. Like a little self-deprecation is okay, but if you're always doing it, you can undervalue yourself then you won't uh, work as hard. You won't uh, insist you get paid a reasonable wage. You uh, will hide and mask your real need for dignity and honor and respect. And, uh, you know, comedy is great, but it's not a substitution for therapy or professional help. Um, as much as we like to think it's cheaper. In the long run, not necessarily. Especially if you do drugs. <laughs> Anyway, um, I've got some different sketch ideas that I'm going to throw around with people. Brady Holt's been working on some stuff with us. We have uh, some medical themes that we were going to look into. And then he's got going work with wildebeests and donuts. I don't know how that works out. It usually turns into an eating contest. But yeah, lots of projects happening. Uh, Mutiny Radio's website has been updated. I revamped it. Uh, There was a lot of defunct stuff on there. So I I cleaned house and I've got all our our new shows and soon the showcase is coming up. I'm going to try to promote them and uh, get people to come out. Because I've noticed a lot of things around here are just a little bit unprofessional. And I think with a little bit of touch of class, maybe we could save this place. Who knows? Anything's possible. If you'd like to rent uh, a two-hour block for any kind of art show, or maybe even something non-arts, like political demonstrations and debates, we do that. Weekends, 8 to 10 p.m., Saturdays and Sundays. Sundays, you can do uh, 6 to 8 p.m. too. So 100 bucks, you get a two-hour block, 
and uh, we also have deals where you could run free shows and just give us part of the door instead you know we'll we'll work with you this is democratic here (laughs) options are on the table we're just trying to keep the place going this is a nice little community space here at 2781 21st street in the deep mission and uh you know if you have a friend who'd like to do a podcast with us or you yourself are so inclined um we have lots of open space so please uh, hit us up. You can email Pam Benjamin at P-A-M-S-E-D-A-I at hotmail.com. You can even try me. F-I-R-E-B-O-R-N numeral seven at gmail.com. Either way, we will help you out. We will work together with you. It's the socialist spirit. Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned.
Mutiny Radio listener. Uh, this is the middle of everyday conversations on race for everyday people. And sadly, Sima cannot be here today for you, lovely people, but she does not feel well. She is such a kind woman, though. She texted me in the middle of the night to let me know. So that was great. So I didn't have to be here at exactly 10 o'clock because then I lost my keys. I couldn't find them and I couldn't leave the house without my keys. Big day here at Mutiny Radio. You can give me a call, 415-550-0511. I'm just hanging out. I'm actually going to be watching submission tapes for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. We'll be watching those together, you and me, Mutiny Radio listener. What do? Uh, some exciting news came out of the internet yesterday. <laughs> what, what could that mean? Uh, I, I looked up the stats from Mutiny Radio since, since we became m- Mutiny, uh, since we were no longer, in 2011, we, we had, had been something previous and then we became something new. And that's when we started recording these crazy stats and whatnot. And the exciting news is that we've had almost 25 million downloads. Excuse me. I know, it's amazing. Almost 25 million, just a shy under. Like 24,700. And we'll have it by the end of this year, easily. But that's amazing that from 2011 to 2018, so seven years? It's hard, so hard for me to count. Um, That's, you know, almost 25 million people served up our weird brand of whatever we're doing here. Great stuff, I think. People are talented individuals doing stuff. Um, (laughs) Like comedy that's going to be happening up next here. So I'm sort of taking over everyday conversations on race for the day to play the submission tapes. And hey, if you have any ideas and you want to help, uh, for the love of God, help me. Give me a call at 415-550-0511 and say um, what comics you like and which ones you don't or whatever. Help me out, people. Because this is this is daunting. Um, there's a hundred submissions and only really 25 spaces to fill. So the way that it's working is there's 25 shows in five days and um, it's going to be hosted by in-town comedians who applied in individual shows because I see them all the time. But these people from out of town, I want to see them three times each. So each show is 50 minutes long and it will feature three comics and uh, from out of town and one from in town who will be hosting since they are familiar with the space. And... There's a bunch of different themes, themed shows. It's going to be just a different way to see awesome comics from all over the country here at Mutiny Radio. But you can also listen live, which you might be doing right now at mutinyradio.fm. If you are listening live, feel free to give us a call, 415-550-0511. Come down and visit me, 278 121st Street. Actually, tonight is Joke Workshop. So... Uh, we'll be having comedians here tonight working on their new stuff, and that's a lot of fun. Every Monday at 6 o'clock 
here at Mutiny Radio. I'm lifting the veil, guys. I'm going to run over and get some headphones so I can hear things. That was very dramatic. Um, so, oof, I'm just ruining it for everybody right now. Making terrible, terrible radio. Oh, God. Uh, we're going to do some plug-ins from place to place, and we're going to do, we'll be right back here on Mutiny Radio. Wasn't that pretty? Like solid rain. So I'm here in the studio uh, talking with uh, Christine Green, is it? It is. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, aim towards the mic or you can adjust it as necessary. Yeah, that works. Don't get adjusted. Don't do it. Uh, That was an old show with David Stolowitz. Uh, We miss him very, very much. He is still with us, like, you know, in the universe. He's just not here in the mutiny universe. All right, so here we go. It is, I have been watching these videos all weekend, and I'm telling you, it is tough to um, narrow things down and figure out all that a wibbity do, skibbity dee. So, wow. Um, I've got so many emails and things. We're just going to ignore that since we're using this. Uh, here we go. We're going to go to a festival of play. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Okay. Uh, this is Aaron Wentz from Colorado. And here we go. Wednesday. He'll tell you about it himself. You guys are just sitting here this entire time, quiet. Oh, I see how it is. I see how it is. Assholes. Just kidding. Just kidding, guys. Um, I'm from Denver. I do this in a lot of various bars. I'm gonna do this in Street Denver right after this. Um, but like Still to hasn't told a joke. I like to do graffiti all over the town, um, especially in dive bars and uh, back alleys. Uh, the only thing about my graffiti is I do it in a dry erase. <laughs> so I think it's funny that people can rub me off. Has <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody, did anybody recently hear about the Boy Scout orgy? Did you hear about this Boy Scout orgy? I heard it was intense. Uh, <laughs> hack. Okay, second joke is hack. Gonna move you in five minutes. I don't like that because I make most of my money illegitimate. <laughs> third one though, most important. I want four ply toilet paper and tampons in every public bathroom. Seventy-five percent of our budget goes to fucking military, and I have to wipe my ass with the sandpaper everywhere. Aaron Wentz, 2032. Let's wipe our ass in comfort, guys. He's chewing gum, which is weird. I've been thinking about uh, killing myself a lot recently. Things are going well. <laughs> right? Right? Um, I don't know. There's a couple things holding me back, like my daughter or whatever, and I'm uh, Like, I don't know. 
I don't know how I would kill myself. I know I want to do it cool and publicly, but I don't know how yet. But I found out when. When I want to kill myself. On break. I just want to hang out my apron. I'll be right back. And never come back. Never come back. I am kind of glad that that joke off-puts people because people tell other people like, oh, it's selfish to kill yourself. I think it's selfish to tell people that. I have to feel sad every day because you don't want to feel sad sometimes? Fuck you. Ugh. I don't know. I think there's something wrong with me, guys. My friends, my friends like to say I'm dumb, but I think it's them who's on the soundtrack. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I feel dumb most of the time. Like I said, my daughter is already smarter than me. Um, I was thinking about this the other day while I was smoking weed. I had this event happen when I was in middle school. We we uh, we did the Special Olympics, like we housed it, and uh, I signed up to volunteer. I was super into it, like, hell yeah, I showed up on the Saturday. My mom took me, we just hanging out. I walk up to the table, like, hey, yeah, I'm here for the Special Olympics. And uh, they gave me a number. Like, like, what is this for? And she just had to look at me like, Hey, I guess you're just special, baby. Guess you're just special. Guys! Alright. He's a special guy. Check out information about them and more at punchlinecomedyclub.com Are you guys ready for your last comic? This has been such a great show. Are you guys ready for your last comic? This guy is tall as fuck. Uh, he does improv. Uh, be really loud. Be really energetic. Put it together for Ray Khan. Hey, let's give it up one more time for Chaz's asshole story. Holy cow. You've never been so disgusted and horny at the same time. Hey, uh... Uh, I miss your mama jokes. You remember your mama jokes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what happened to your mama jokes? I remember as a kid, I go into the schoolyard and my boys would be waiting for me in the morning. They'd be like, yo, hey, yo, man, check it out. It's Ray. Hey, yo, Ray, what's up, man? Check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out, man. Your mama is so fat that when she sat at Walmart, she lowered the prices. <laughs> Hey, yo, Ray, yo, man, check it out, 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 man. When your mom wears high heels, she strikes oil. Oh, man, it was crazy. It wasn't bashing, it wasn't microaggressions, it was macroaggression. And I was okay with it. We were all okay with that. Right? But I had a medical dictionary at home, right? So I had a medical dictionary. I looked things up. I come back the next day. I'm going to, yo, man. Yo, check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. Yo, mama is so fat. She's going to become insulin resistant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to get diabetes, right? She's never going to see a podiatrist. She's going to get a slow healing wound. And she's going to get her foot amputated. You play dirty. kicked all the time, all this thing, right? Because I'm not a fighter, I can't fight. 
but I never learned to fight, right? I was in Target the other day, and you know the lines get super long, and they become serpentine in nature, and you don't know where, it's, where it ends? So I just shoved my cart like where I thought it ended. This dude came up to me, he's like, hey man, what you trying to do? You trying to cut in line? He took a swing at me, right out of nowhere. He was having a bad day, clearly, right? So, you know, you know you're not a good fighter when in the middle of the swing, you're like, hey, what's going on? What's happening? Right? I'm asking questions as I'm getting my ass kicked, right? I'm like someone's gonna tap me on the shoulder and say, excuse me, you were currently in an altercation. You may have to use your fists. Do your best to survive. Same dude came up to me and was like, hey man, I'm gonna kick your ass. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how to fight, I'm not a boxer. I got no training, right? I don't know anything about, about boxing or kung fu, but I got a black belt in improv, right? So I know how to say yes. So I say yes to everything. He's like, yeah, man, I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm like, yes. I'm the one currently in trouble right now. He's like, I'm gonna bash your face in. I said, yes, and I will be altered forever. <laughs> <laughs> he said, man, who do you think you are? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, can I get a name, a location, an occupation? <laughs> and I ran. Raycon, you're very funny. I love it. Tough. I've never tough seen him be this funny in Joe Gorgeous. Right? You got to come to this country. You got to learn like new laws. I've customs. seen enough. Sometimes He's good. you got to learn a new language. One of right? the things I learned are kind of shocking. Right? I'm not that like, tough. I didn't I know, know nobody has pubes anymore. Did you guys know that? No <laughs> mas. <laughs> No bueno. Basta. That freaks me out. And this is what uh, this is what you're supposed to do. Um, in case any of you like me did, is new to this information, you're supposed to go into a place that's kind of like a salon, and you go up to the person who works there, who is most likely a total stranger, and you say, "Excuse me." Would you mind ripping out all of my pubes? <laughs> all at once, if you don't mind. <laughs> oh, it gets like better. Her. That person then doesn't say. She's very funny. That is the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that person says, sure. <laughs> to rip out your pubes. I already ripped out several other people's pubes today. That's what I do. I rip out people's pubes. <laughs> I find that so upsetting. I think there's one of those places near my house. It, they've got a sandwich board out front with a picture of a beaver on it. The woodland creature, not the thing. Otherwise you'd think it was a sandwich place. What? That was not... It's not in the thing. That's what happens, getting cocky. I like her. So there's a picture of a beaver like on a log. And beneath it, it says, a clean beaver gets more wood. <laughs> clean beaver gets more wood. I'm like, well, you know what a bald beaver gets? It gets hypothermia and parasites and fucking dies. See that beaver floating down the river. What's next? 
Oh, we don't have nipples anymore. We just think it's gross. Just get rid of them. I saw it in a porno. Right? I knew that. Um, so something very exciting happened to me uh, in my middle aged the other day, which is um, I got mentioned on Twitter. Thank you. I know. I know. I'm sure it was super exciting for all 52 of my followers. And um, I got mentioned in relation to International Women's Day. Hello, never heard of it. <laughs> Did you know, ladies, we, we have a day. Isn't that wonderful? The world has finally decided to start valuing and acknowledging women for an entire day. <laughs> I think we're really growing. I'm actually not a very good feminist, um, but I do, because feminism to me is a thing where, it's like, do you really have to tell people that? I wouldn't fit, well, I do have, I do have a 60 second feminism though, that I'll share with you now, and it goes like this. We make the people. <laughs> with under any circumstances for any reason ever. I love her. We should she be treated great. as holy. And the fact that we're not is one of the reasons why the world is so fucked up. The end. <laughs> okay. She's amazing. Bama Roger, I love you. I'm flattered and honored that you even applied you amazing, hilarious woman. I can't, I can't wait to meet her in real life. I'm going to be like, um, what's it called? Uh, a fangirl. Obama Roche! We've got next comment. Ready? All right, give it up for the... Give it up for my boy, Wu-Tang member, Sarah Nay. Come on, let's get up here, man. Good up. Arnold in the next country over. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he was taking out predators, you know? And my sister was like, there's more child predators in Cambodia, take those out too. So they all got into the chopper. And uh, my, my, dad, my, my, dad, my dad was like, uh, where are we going? And the pilot says, uh, we're coming to America like Eddie Murphy. So they all landed in uh, Colorado, and uh, my name's Rathne, and that's where I was born. And for them to stay in America, they had to have an anchor baby. And uh, Cambodia is known for Uncle Wat, so I guess you could call me an Uncle baby. <laughs> when I was nine years old, when I was nine years old, like most Asian kids, I got my very first job. <laughs> I know because they made the puppy chow mein. So, uh, when I was 15 years old, I thought it would be a good idea to steal a nudie mag from my uncle. Um, but I didn't know how much he cried during sex. Because uh, all the pages were all wrinkly and they're all stuck together. His knuckle baby in the water base lube. <laughs> and, and so my mom found it and she threw it right in front of me, you know, and, and it saddened because it reminded me of the Oklahoma City body because all the dead babies came out of it. Together by the Beatles. 
So this one's hard for me because uh, his, yeah, his, it's terrible, the quality of his video, but he has subtitles, which is great because I can read them and I'm like, he's writing these jokes and they're well-written jokes, but they're all kind of, I mean, I don't know. He's got his own specific thing. I'm just like, can he do, do I want to see him three times? I like the whole Cambodian stuff though. My kids, I don't know why I do that either. I don't know. I try to let everyone know, by the way, no children. That's the rule for me. I don't want kids. Like, I, I, I don't hate kids. Let me be clear. I don't hate kids. I just don't want them. They're a lot of work. I, I'm 33. I've seen enough people struggle to know how hard it is. I have no excuse if I have a kid. If I had a kid and I started complaining about how hard it is to have kids, you should be like, dude, you know better. You know better. <laughs> I'm an uncle, which is way better than having kids. That's the, that's the best job. It's like having a timeshare with a kid. That's, <laughs> that was out about two weeks a year. You make payments, my car jokes, and pull my finger. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> I think my, my, my uh, niece and nephews, my nieces and nephews, they, they're the ones who kind of taught me that I don't want kids. They're brutally honest, man. They will fucking cut to your soul, and you don't even, you're like, well. That one's hard, too. So I don't know what to do about it. I'm going to have someone else uh, figure it out for me. The player is having trouble. We'll have it up and running again soon. Screw you, Vimeo. Uh, you're a big jerk face, Vimeo. I, I've been actually having a lot of trouble with Vimeo as opposed to YouTube. It really is. Um, it really has been more difficult. She resent the link. I resent it from Vimeo, so hopefully it works for you. You should be getting another email with a Vimeo link. Fuck you, Vimeo. Vimeo. Ellen Doyle has shared a video with you on Vimeo. Up oh, player error. The player is having an error. These jerks. I want to see Ellen Doyle here being funny, and you won't let me. Err, come on. Show me the money. This is Everyday Conversations on Race with Everyday People, but it's not. It's me, Pam Benjamin, hanging out with you, buddy, and... um we're trying to figure out what to do here with this festival. It's tough. I'm like, I, I can't say yes to too many people. And um, I just, you know, I just, what do I do? I have to say no to some people. And I hate that, especially when they're local. Um, this was the guy, this Terry Porterfield guy. He made me look up his stuff. It's like, I'm on YouTube under my name. And I'm like, okay, you had a little trouble following directions, my friend. So that's a thing. Matthew Valdespino has brought his unique combination of loud, loving comedy all over the Northwest. Yes, sir. And now YouTube's having trouble too. Really? I'm getting exclamation points from YouTube? Yeah? Come on. What a world. What a life. What a world. Okay. 
paste. Go. Let's see if this works. Oh, it doesn't work. The question is, is it his link? Or is it me? Let's check this one out. We'll try Stephanie Garcia. She seems to be just fine. Sweet. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, um, I'm actually like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm Nicaraguan, um, if you don't know. Uh, that's in Central America. It's <laughs> <laughs> in between North and South America. <laughs> you didn't know. So, let's see. Um, so, dating in the Bay Area is kind of hard. Um, there's yeah. like not that many good looking guys. They're either hot or naked or short. Here we go. This is a guy, and it's in Google Photos. I don't know why. It's a good video. Oh, let's give it, give it up for Ed. Yeah. And another round of applause for Johnny Pena, everybody. What an awesome set. I was really worried about having to follow Johnny today because, frankly, he's a lot funnier than I am. But I'm actually glad that he went first so he could be the one to wade into the edgy territory of race and gender and sex and, and drugs and everything else. It's a much better look on our Hispanic early head of security <laughs> than on my scruffy, overprivileged programmer ass. But uh, <laughs> speaking of security, have you ever tried to take a photo of somebody and accidentally forget to turn the flash off? They get so upset, like unreasonably upset. At least their parents do. Um, so I have a big announcement for everyone. I just lost my fragility recently. Thanks for the support for the five of you who care. The rest of you are respecting my moment, I guess, with your silence. Thanks. Uh, I'm excited about this, but I'm also kind of embarrassed. Are there any fragile men here in the audience? None? Oh my gosh. See? This is exactly the problem. San Francisco is way too hip. You got kids here losing their fragility as teenagers. You know? I'm here late to the game. I guess there are some people who go their whole lives without ever losing their fragility, and some people are proud of it. They like beer. Um, <laughs> others go their whole lives never even knowing that they were fragile to begin with. Maybe they're the real winners. Because I'm kind of sore about how I lost my fragility. Not only did it happen late in life, but, I, but it was a therapist that took my fragility. Nobody likes paying for it, especially not your first time. <laughs> and, and because she was a professional, there was no foreplay. She just sucked the toxic masculinity right out of me. <laughs> and if it was bad enough that I'm losing my fragility late to a professional, this was a therapist through work that took my fragility. Okay. No, Coming to the, the stage things. next, she is a writer for Savage Henry Magazine. She has her own public access television show, TV show, okay. Please give a warm round of applause for Andrea B. Thank you so much, everyone. This isn't so awesome. Um, I do have my own public access television show in Truckee, California that I paid $40 for, so. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, thank you so much, Bobby, for doing this. This is so awesome. This is my first time doing this festival and definitely won't be my last. Uh, my name is Andrea. Thank you, not Andrea. Um, I was really curious, like, what people's names mean, you know? Like, if your name is Judy, you're probably a mom. <laughs> That's my mom's name. You're like, Trevor, lovable douchebag. 
Debbie, you're a real nice woman. Um, Gail, you're a lesbian. <laughs> um, so I was curious what Andrea meant, so I looked it up, and it's the feminine form of Andrew. I was like, oh, well, Andrew means manly. Andrea, it still means manly. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited to be here because I have a BFA in Carl Berger! Right, yeah. A lot of attractive people out there tonight. That's good. That's tight. Uh, anybody in a, in a relationship? You guys in relationships out there? A couple people? Yeah. That's dope. Uh, I, that's whatever. I don't really care. Uh, no, actually, that sucks. It's depressing for me because I, I just went through a breakup. I literally, three months ago, just went through a breakup. Uh, you know, it's it's super sad. This is going to be real, a huge bummer for everybody to hear for the next six minutes. <laughs> no, it's fine. It was uh, it was a mutual. It was like a mutual decision. You guys know what that is. Like we sat down, we uh, we hashed it out for a while. We came to the mutual decision that uh, I'm a complete asshole, uh, <laughs> incapable of uh, loving another person. I'll probably be alone forever. It's funny how two people can just mutually uh, come to that conclusion on their own. It's so. It's so weird, that's how relationships work, though. Um, my problem, I realize my problem as far as, like, relationships go, uh, it's, it's kind of like genetic, um, I'm a man. Uh, that's it, that's just the, the one problem. I'm a man, so that means, like, I have to be right about everything. I have to win every argument, and I'll fight you if you disagree with me. That's, that's how being a man is. People are like, I don't know if that's funny or just true. If you're, like, here with a man, you're like, I don't know if I can laugh next to him. <laughs> Um, I'm not proud of it. It sucks. Uh, toward the end of our relationship, this is just an example. My girlfriend, she wanted to buy like a high-end blender, which kind of grounds for breakup to be with. Like, let's be honest, that's a little weird. You don't need a $300 blender to make a $2 smoothie. That's, that is, math doesn't add up. But she came to me and she's like, I think, I think I'm gonna buy a Vitamix blender. I feel like that's the best blender out there. I was like, oh, you feel that way? Uh, <laughs> Because in fact, Blendtec blenders are the best blender on the market, both at the consumer and professional grade. She said, well, Vitamix blenders, they spin so fast, uh, they can turn your vegetables into hot soup within minutes. I said, that's fucking Bush League, Megan. Uh, <laughs> Blendtec blenders, not only can they do that, they have a 3.8 horsepower motor and patented polycarbonate tri-blade steel blades that could liquefy an iPhone. And she said, why would you ever need to liquefy your iPhone? I said, it's not about needing to liquefy an iPhone. I just want to know that I can liquefy my iPhone at the touch of a button. We watched Snowden together. You don't get me! <laughs> so we broke up. <laughs> funny. And it's because, it's because I'm an asshole. I love him. Kyle Berger, obviously, yes. Oh, do I want to start with? You're so close to me. I can just, like, see the judgment in your eyes. <laughs> so you can talk to me with your voices if you absolutely need to, but otherwise we'll just get into this, and I can see if you... See you all really well. Anyway, so let me just like start with talking about myself. That's what I like to do a lot. Um, I'm 26 years old, so that means that I'm, I still have pimples and I'm getting wrinkles. The prinkle combination. It's not like you want more of. I'm into it. It's working. 26 is great. 26 is the age where your friends that had less fun than you because they were like studying medicine are now medical professionals and have a disposable income, extra money to do things. And I would 
feel worse about my lifestyle of squalor if they didn't make such dumpster fire decisions with the way these 26 year olds spend their disposable incomes? Like, my friend just spent $400 on a pair of tickets to Tough Mudder. <laughs> if I wanted to be... <laughs> if I wanted to be miserable, sweaty, and dirty, I would just sit in my living room in August. <laughs> yeah, and the thing about being 26, like... Well, the thing about extreme sports is that... It's, they seem like luxurious, but the true luxury of like, take skiing, is, is not actually like the passes, it's riding up that mountain and throwing yourself the fuck off it, being like, I've got health insurance and I can break every bone in my body. I can't exit are fucking expensive, you know what I mean? Do you? Do you go to sleep after you go to work? That was weird. It got to the beginning of the. <laughs> um, it's so great. God, uh, this show has been amazing. And did you see the way that Cookie just shook my hand? Oh, fierce like a goddamn professional. Yeah. I was hosting uh, an open mic once at Tacoma Comedy Club. And a drunk Doug Dynasty dude got on stage. And instead of shaking my hand, he grabbed it, forced it up, and licked the entire top of it. Thank you. It's the reaction I look for every time I tell that story. Uh, what I wanted to do was push him off the stage. But you can't do that when you're hosting, you know? You gotta keep things rolling along. So what I did instead was I just walked off and yelled, Don't fucking do that! Think he got it? <laughs> so this guy continues to have a set uh, where he spends the first whole minute talking about all the sluts he fucks. Yeah. You know, the kind of sluts that give you the sores in your mouth. Might I remind you that about a minute prior to this, he licked the entire top of my interesting items. There was a dirty old pair of boxing briefs, some scratch tickets, a little mini broken bottle of fireball liquor, and a hypodermic needle, which is disturbing and gross. But I'm thrilled that my ex has taken up jogging. Pretty <laughs> pumped about that. Contrary to popular belief, there actually is an upside to dating a drug addict. It makes you a very simple, patient, non-materialistic person. <laughs> because they steal all of your shit <laughs> and they sell it, so that's good. Yeah, so we'll just, we'll just get down to brass tacks here. The first and only time that I was ever choked during sex, I'm gonna go there. I wasn't scared, I wasn't nervous or anything like that. I was actually super, super excited about it because the sex was so bad. I was hoping he would just kill me. <laughs> uh... Dennis! 
great tonight. I love being in like a coffee house where there's people on couches. It's like, what is this, an episode of Friends, you know? Ch could you be any more Chandler back there? Yeah. Sorry, no one told you life was gonna be this way. It's the last one, I promise. Uh, so my name is Sonny. You guys might recognize me as the bad guy in snowboarding movies. I've also been told I'm the human embodiment of weed you found on the ground. Ah, I love him. It's funny. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm having a good day. Uh, I, I've been day drinking. I don't know if you guys can tell. It's, uh, it's one of the few things I'm really good at, you know? And you can't be bad at day drinking. Just go to a Boston University game. You know? <laughs> right? I like yeah, that you gotta guy. Be classy with it. The key's being classy. I'm moving on just because I like him. I already put him in the yes pile. Well, and there's so many people going in the yes pile. Make some yes. noise for Adi Naidu! everybody. Thank you. Uh, I am Adi. I just uh, want to make sure that I set some ground rules uh, before I move forward because this seems to happen a lot with me. Um, please do not heckle with tough technical support questions. <laughs> and after the show, let me know how did I resolve your issue. I moved, uh, I moved to Seattle from Oklahoma recently, and if you guys don't know Oklahoma, it's the Spokane of the Midwest. <laughs> and I'm so glad that I moved, because in Oklahoma, I was just another brown guy stealing American jobs. <laughs> I already get the That's why like, like the middle child is always like so bitter. It's because they weren't strong enough to close. <laughs> Mormon, so like a few things changed about them, like uh, how I feel about them. Because <laughs> they use like a lot more like antiquated expressions. They say things to be like, oh, this is going to hell in a handbasket. Which has got to be the most innocent way to travel to hell. <laughs> Because it's edgy and cool. <laughs> and that pissed me off because why would I pay for something I could see at home for free? <laughs> it's not economical, doesn't make no sense. <laughs> you guys can burn all you want. That ain't my only incest joke, that's just my first one. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, I'm happily married. She's not, but I am. I love my wife. She's the most beautiful woman in the world. That's how I bought her. And I was gonna say, nicest lady around, but she's a nurse. She likes to mess with me because I don't know anything about nursing and shit. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know where my arm is. I just know that I, my body's working barely. <laughs> she said, Anthony, because you're white, you're more susceptible to strokes. I was like, well, bitch, good morning to you too. <laughs> you make somebody pancakes before you tell them something terrible. You know what I mean? Like, here's your pancakes. Like that's what I want. That's what I need. She said, Anthony, because you're white, you know, you're going to strokes, and when you're about to have a stroke, you smell toast. 
Guess what? That's not fucking true. <laughs> you don't smell shit when you have a stroke. You just have a fucking stroke. <laughs> you know how I know? I asked somebody who had a stroke. You know how awkward that is to ask somebody who had a stroke what they smelled? Hey, bud, you remember that time you had a stroke? Yep. <laughs> What'd you smell? I don't remember. I was too busy stroking the fuck out. <laughs> I saw like lavender. Oh shit, it's gonna be a bad one today. Like, <laughs> she just ruined breakfast for me now. I'm at work, somebody's making breakfast. I'm like, somebody smell toast? <laughs> Somebody be making breakfast over there. I'm tired of strokes right now. <laughs> do that so many times where they won't, won't let you work there anymore, especially when you're a school teacher. Um, it got so bad I had to go to a doctor about it. Do you know how dumb you have to be in front of a doctor for a doctor asking you if you're medically retarded? I was like, hey man, I'm smelling toast a lot. It's like, are you making breakfast? I'm like, no man, I think I'm having strokes. With an S. Places like England and <laughs> yeah, it's a weird joke. <laughs> I bring it up because I told that joke on a show a few years ago, and before the show, I was like running, I was out in the alleyway out back, and I was running through my set, like under my breath, but still out loud, and I was like, where did you go to put my dick in? <laughs> right when this lady came around the corner, <laughs> and she heard me, and she looked me up and down, and she was like, yep. <laughs> I, uh, I got in a confrontation at the Boy Scouts recently. I don't know if that happens to normal people, but uh, here's what happened to me. I was walking up to the front of a grocery store. Out front, there was a table set up. Two Boy Scouts sitting at the table. And as I walked past, one of them called out, Hey, mister, would you like to buy a bag of popcorn and help support the Boy Scouts? I thought I was like, yeah, I can do that. So I asked him, how much, kid? And he said, $15. I was like, whoa, whoa fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it got me thinking, right? The Boy Scouts are selling popcorn for $15 a bag. The Girl Scouts are selling cookies for $6 a box. Holy shit, the wage gap starts young. And you can own that. That's fucked up. I'm on your side. Like, just raise the price of cookies, right? Some of you look at it and you're like, is that really the price difference between those two items? Uh, yeah, it is. Look at me. I'm a guy who knows how much Girl Scout cookies cost. <laughs> I did the research. Thank you, Lord Balance. I don't get that well, obviously, but uh, I was, this happened to me. I was pushing my cart uh, down the aisle of the grocery store, and I saw that Bax box mac and cheese was on sale, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I started like grabbing macaroni off the shelf and put it in my cart, like two boxes at a time. I was like, two, four, six, eight, ten, twenty. 
12 through 14, like it was a big macaroni day, right? I was going pretty hard. When I got 14 boxes, I looked up and I saw that this mother and her like little four-year-old daughter were walking out the aisle towards me. And the little girl had been like watching me load up on mac and cheese the whole time. And then the little girl pointed and shouted for the whole story here, look mommy, that man's buying all the macaroni. <laughs> Habits, and she's like, no, honey, that man is buying enough macaroni for a whole year. <laughs> and then she looked at me and she's like, aren't you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and she did like a wink wink. And I was like, you don't know me, lady. <laughs> it's not my job to teach your kid how to eat. So I bent down to the little girl and was like, actually, all this macaroni is for today, and I had ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> I love it. Brady Secules. This is Reese Cotton coming up next. I'm in trouble. There are too many good people. This is, I am in trouble. (laughs) I'm in trouble. I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to break it down. I don't know what I'm going to do here. This is, I a lot of women my age like I go from being a fun flirty 27 year old to looking like a 40 year old Girl Scout troop leader <laughs> named Big Calf <laughs> yeah. uh, Big Calf is a real bitch <laughs> I am petrified of Big Calf okay <laughs> I don't even think she has a kid in the troop. She's just a lifelong Girl Scout, okay? Uh, I'm not sure if it's obvious. I'm a tall lady. I'm 5'11", so I'm two inches taller than the average American male. And in Boston, there's like weird pros and cons that go with that. Like uh, some of the cons are it makes dating difficult. 
but I live in downtown Boston, so some of the pros are that makes walking home alone at night really nice. Because, like, if you've had a chance to take a look at me while I'm on stage, we can all agree on one thing about me. Um, I'm clearly a two-man job, okay? <laughs> Me, they give me the once over and they're like, oh fuck. That's too much work for a Tuesday. Uh, I moved recently and I realized the walls are very thin. Like I was getting ready to go to bed and I heard a groan through the wall and I got concerned because my neighbor's a 75-year-old widower. So death is imminent. And um, I thought he was having a heart attack, so I wanted to do like the neighborly thing. I wanted to dial 911, and that's when I heard another voice, and it was a lady. And she was like, ooh, baby. And that's when it clicked for me, right? My neighbor was getting laid. Um, fantastic news for him, but it also made me realize that if I could hear them lightly groan through the wall, they probably heard me cry myself to sleep last week. <laughs> Which explains all of the awkward hugs in our mailbox. <laughs> uh, my parents like to visit me a lot, which is mostly good, but my dad does this weird thing where he comes to visit, and he borrows my dog, and he takes her into downtown Boston for the day, and he likes to pretend that he's blind. Um, and that my dog is his seeing eye dog. So my 65-year-old father, just for fun, starts like bumping into shit. <laughs> Um, until people ask him to leave. <laughs> I don't have a dog that can pull this off. Like, I don't have a German Shepherd. I don't have a Golden Retriever. I have a miniature Dachshund. <laughs> With one eye. <laughs> like, I'm my dog's designated seeing eye human, okay? <laughs> but my dog is getting old. My dog is 14. She's blind. She has like all these fatty tumors. She looks like a bag of walking dirty laundry. And I'm worried that she's like sticking around for me. So I've started having those like really sweet, meaningful conversations with her. You know, like Pepper, if you have to pass, I understand. Or like Pepper, if you're in pain and you need to cross the Rainbow Bridge, I understand. Or like Pepper, the vet said you were supposed to die four years ago. <laughs> This has been a really good victory lap, but it's time to wrap it up. You're not in the five-year plan, okay? Mama wants to move to New York. <laughs> uh, if it's not obvious by that joke, I'm single. I'm a real catch. <laughs> Uh, but it is pretty obvious. Um, I'm pretty desperately single, though. I know that because recently I had a really good high five with a male friend of mine. And my first thought was, we should fuck. Uh, he said no. But guys, we're really good friends, so that's all that matters. Um... But things are looking up for me. Like, I was doing a show recently, and this guy came up to me afterwards, and he was like, it is so cute that you're trying to be funny. Let's go on a date to Outback Steakhouse and talk about how you can be better. Right? Like, I was like, oh my god. I'm in love. Like, that's a soulmate if I've ever seen one. Like, a man that not only is going to make me feel like shit, 
but offer to go 50-50 on a bloomin' onion? You find a man like that, lock him down. He's a keeper. Um, I have a confession to make while I'm up here. In college, I had a strange addiction. I used to go to the grocery store and I would order those cakes for two. Yeah, those cakes are meant for like one depressed, lonely girl. Uh, but I was too embarrassed to order the cake and leave the store, so I used to get fun, flirty messages to my non-existent boyfriend written on them. You know, like, happy birthday, congrats on passing boards, you are not the father. <laughs> and I went in one day for just like a simple Cinco de Mayo cake. And that's when I realized there was only one cake decorator at that store. Uh, Cause all I got back that day was a cake that says, I know. <laughs> that was my intervention, guys. She's funny. Okay, Julie Maritek, she's new at the Laughing Skull Lounge. This is very cool. It's going to be a good video, I think. Oh, poo-poo, come on. Boop. There we go. You said it, bro. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please make a lot of noise for this comic. She's an up-and-coming Atlanta favorite. Please give a very warm welcome to Julie Maritek. audience tonight. You guys work so hard. You guys work 
hard. No, think about it. Flow job. Hand job. I mean, I just found from hand unemployment, and I prefer that. Although, you know, I do think I could probably get a job maybe in the service industry, because I like to eat out. Uh, <laughs> we call it a low-hanging fruit joke. But I do think you should kind of check in on your sexuality every once in a while. It's kind of like getting an admissions test. You know, just kind of check under the hood. Uh, I recently went to Key West, and I kissed Please a boy named Logan. <laughs> Jai Tai. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, uh, since there's a bunch of you here ready to peer pressure people into getting high, how about uh, on three, we're gonna go. You're not allowed to do that. No? No, legally. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rules, man, rules. Uh, I think the reason I do not know the rules is because uh, I'm actually not from this country. Um, yeah. I'm from uh, Uganda, a country which when I mentioned I met with silence or a blank stare like this one. <laughs> yeah, people like, oh, I didn't see that on the menu. <laughs> it's not on the menu. Uh, for the benefit of those who do not know, I'll help you out. Um, Uganda is a strangely situated country. It's, uh, it's a small country located inside another country called Africa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're on the same page. That's good. <laughs> Honestly, I don't like that people do not know where I come from, because oftentimes it comes with some misconceptions, you know? In the case of African countries, people think we're always sick, we're always fighting. Uh, no. I mean, some of it is true, but, you know. It's also a nice place. Uh, beautiful women, good food. Lots of sun, something that some of you could really use. <laughs> In fact, let me talk to my white friends here for a bit. It's like 99% of you. Uh, here's the thing. Africa is a wonderful place, okay? Big mountains, big lakes, lots of stuff to do. If you ever save up money and you're looking to explore the world, I recommend you stay here. <laughs> hear me out, hear me out. I don't know if it's me, but correct me if I'm wrong, but the story of white people going to Africa has never had a happy ending. <laughs> Especially for Africans. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like every time white people go to Africa, stuff goes missing. <laughs> I could go down the list, but that would be awkward for everybody. <laughs> so we, we will not do that. But hey. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's not all of me. It's just like a crazy bunch who go there and they want to shoot animals, shoot a lion, pause with them, you know, like they're hip-hop artists or something. <laughs> Cut that shit out. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I recommend you travel. That, that's what I did about uh, eight years ago. I decided to come to America. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was 18 at the time. I'm like, yes! I made it to the land of freedom, liberty, and the Big Mac. I was like, yeah, it's time to celebrate. So 18-year-old me walked into a bar, and I'm like, hey, bartender, I'm feeling good. Give me a, uh, an IPA. And he looks at me, he asks for ID. I show him my ID. He looks down, looks back up. He's like, sorry, bro, 
you gotta be 21 to drink beer in America. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm gonna ask you to leave. I said, like, what? <laughs> I thought this was the freest country in the world. <laughs> Where I come from, if you have a little bit of money and a pulse, you get a beer. <laughs> When I was about 10, we would go to the bar with my dad and he would order beers. You know, he's like, hey, bartender, can I get two beers? One for me, one for my boy. He's been doing good at school. You guys get toys, we get beer. Now I know some of you are like, isn't that child abuse? Where I come from, we call that raising a good Catholic boy. The local priest would walk by and go, good parent. Yeah. That's how I was raised, that's how I was raised. Uh, I've been in this country for about eight years now, which sounds like a long time, but uh, I, I'm not yet comfortable, not yet. There are things that confuse me, uh, like traffic signs. Yeah, I was driving the other day, I go up a steep hill, and I saw a sign that says, watch for ice, which means you have to slow down, right? It's, it might be slippery. Now, the immigrant in me, when I'm driving up that hill, I see watch for ice, which to me is, Immigration Customs Enforcement. <laughs> so instead of slowing down, I speed up. I'm like, you're not taking me, not today. I'm not ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Especially now, man, it's a tough time for immigrants. You know, I don't know if you've read the, the news or if you have an internet connection. It's not good. <laughs> So much so that I went ahead and got my, uh, my green card. Uh, there we go. That, that's about the reception I, I thought I would get. Here's what I've noticed. American audience is like, whoa. I say the same thing in front of a Mexican audience, I got a standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. Um, for those who do not know, a, a, a green card is a card of privilege. You know, it's like, uh, it's like a Costco card. <laughs> gives you access to this big place where everything is made in China. <laughs> anyway, guys, isn't it nice that it's sunny again? Yeah, especially for me, because uh, I didn't realize how big this country is and how different the weather is. Uh, and it's not just, you know, the cold and all that. You guys have a lot of scary stuff, like hurricanes, tornadoes, and all that stuff. Uh, like, you guys remember that big storm that was... Oh my god, thank you! Annyeong, Sara That is Korean. It means, hello, new leaders! I've been practicing. Just in case. Hi, my name is Katie Jo. You may recognize me from If We Have Ever Met Before. <laughs> Good to see you again. Um, I'm wearing lipstick tonight. Do you like it? Thank you. Um, I'm trying to look more like my Bitmoji. <laughs> she always looks really good. That was a joke for the millennials. Um, we can't have houses, so we have to go with that. Um, so, I am a straight white woman, um, which is a derogatory term for boring. 
So yeah, and it also means I have little to no self-esteem, so I apologize way too much, but I'm working on it. So now every time I want to say I'm sorry, instead I'm going to say I'm sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whenever I get like nervous to do this, to do stand-up, um, I just try to think about when I lost my virginity. Um, in that uh, I'm not going to be great at it the first few times. It may even hurt a little bit, but it will be over very quickly. And uh, next thing I know, I will be saying thank you, and everyone will be applauding. And <laughs> I lost my virginity in an orgy, so this doesn't <laughs> uh, We all have our guilty pleasures. <laughs> For example, I'm still obsessed with the Hunger Games series. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm still really into it. <laughs> Young adult novels. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm also really into The Bachelor. <laughs> Yeah, I know. No, you don't have to applaud for that. <laughs> I just really love franchises that feature hungry, oppressed women. <laughs> yeah. There is no way those women are being fed on The Bachelor. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> like, Hello, my name is Ashley W. Um, I am a dental psychologist from Nazi, Texas. <laughs> two weeks and I'm ready for love and marriage. <laughs> I already feel myself falling in love with The Bachelor, but I would literally suck anyone's dick for just one sweaty cube of pepper jack cheese. <laughs> I love it. I actually didn't drink before I came on the show. I had to start drinking wine to prevent scurvy. <laughs> for a spin-off of The Bachelor. It's called The Fuck Boy. <laughs> so, um, so on The Bachelor, the women get taken on very romantic dates. They get taken on helicopter rides through Hawaii. Um, on my show, The Fuck Boy, the women have to take an Uber pool to his apartment <laughs> and watch Rick and Morty until 4 a.m. I show the fuck boy, the women get a text back. <laughs> Chris Harrison comes out, he's like, ladies, I'm sorry. If you did not receive a text, you have been ghosted. <laughs> Please take a moment and say your goodbyes. <laughs> She's great. Katie Joe, you're really great. I love you. It's very hard to He's find We got next comedy in wait. Pittsburgh, you see him in Arcade, also in Hambones. Give it up for Chris Screva, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, did you guys see in the news that millennials don't want to have kids anymore? Anybody see that? Yes. Yeah, a round of applause if you don't want to have kids in here. That's a lot of people, man. I don't, I'm a millennial, I don't get that shit at all, man. I want to have like a ton of kids, like 20 or 30 kids. Yeah. That way I have definitive proof that people fuck me. 
You know what I'm saying? It's important, man. Just imagine if I'm like hanging out at the bar and I'm telling some like bro story to my bro friends and they're like, dude, you didn't do that shit. You're fat and unattractive. I could go, yeah. Look at all of these. I fucked to make every one of them. Except for the one at the end, I like abducted him from a Kmart or some shit. Or a Hills or an Ames, he's my age. He's also, at my age, he's also 28. Oh man. So I'm a liberal, any liberal people here? Yeah, round of applause for liberal people. Don't worry everybody else. I'm a terrible fucking liberal. Like, I'm a bad one. I want a gun more than anything else in the entire world. I really do. And I got a lot of conservative friends that are always telling me, hey Chris, Guns don't kill people, people kill people. And you know, I, being a liberal, I disagree 110%. Guns totally do kill people and they kill people every day. And that's what makes them so fucking cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> so if they didn't kill people, fuck that, I don't want it. That's like... That's 99% of the appeal of it. Like the other 1% is are shiny. I don't, so, like, it, if bicycles killed more people, I'd be skinny as fuck right now. Probably, you know? Just riding it, like, all over the place. Man, if I had a gun, it'd be awesome. I would, I would open carry it literally everywhere I went, like, all over. You'd be in Starbucks and you'd hear somebody yell out, Ice Caramel Macchiato for the big motherfucker with the gun. <laughs> Guess who that would be? Trick question, literally all of my neighbors in Beaver County. <laughs> and so that would be. They, they all kind of look like Trevor from Grand Theft Auto V in the <laughs> That's what they look like. Uh, I got chicken pox as an adult, age 27. So you ever get chicken pox as an adult? Oh, you should. It's a great experience. It's awesome. I, I had to blow up a job interview. I had to go to the hospital, I'm freaking out, like I'm broken out all over, I'm sweating, I'm throwing up, right? So I run to the hospital, and the doctor, instead of talking to me about like all this stuff going on with me, uh, they just wanted to tell me about how I'm fat, like I can't tell. <laughs> like I, I never looked in a mirror or broke a chair in my life. So they're asking me, and they're like, hey Chris, I was like, uh, are you aware that your liver, you have a fatty liver, there's fat in your liver? I'm like. But duh, there's fat all over the rest of me. Like, what bizarre universe would it be if they're like, hey Chris, uh, there's fat all over your body, all over every organ, every bone, everything, except for your spleen, bro. It's fucking ripped to shreds. <laughs> like, I just got this spleen with like abs all over the shit. Like, it's in some erotic fireman poster. <laughs> it's like hanging up on the wall. It's my spleen. Uh, I, this is kind of weird. Anybody else have kids going? But no, I don't have kids going to school. That wouldn't make sense. I'd be like ten having kids. That'd be fucking nuts. Uh, does anybody have kids going to school right now? No, nobody. You do? Uh, do they like school or they hate it? You don't know. <laughs> don't talk to the kids. Uh, Chris Creva, funny stuff. How about this? This is Sila turning two yesterday. We're gonna listen to her little video. Uh, yeah. 
She says, I love you. It's so easy. What an easy transition. Yeah, and he's like, now he's like, he likes to like pick his feet up. He's like, you know, so cool. Yeah. Be gentle with her, Sila. Be gentle. Is that your new friend? Your new robot friend. That's the wave. That's the wave. We had Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. yeah. What did he say? He used to say some phrase. All right. There was cute little Sela there being awesome. And uh, that was fun. Fun, fun for everyone at the child's birthday party. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, okay, here we go. Back to our festival applications. We're moving through them, everybody. Matthew Valdespino still can't watch his. Either can I can't do the Bianca. We're going to move Chris Scriva. It is hard. I feel like I'm just saying yes to everybody right now and just moving them out of this thing. Oh, this was, I loved this oh Katie God, girl. Katie you. Joe, I loved you. <laughs> I loved you, Katie Joe, putting you in the S pile. She was, I mean, it, there's just too many in the S pile. I don't know how I'm going to. How am I? Can someone be shitty, please? That would be great. It would help me out so much. This is Robert. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a real treat. Uh, this little dynamo of, of amazingness is named Robert Peng. <laughs> Holy shit. An Asian man. Hide your houses. He's going to buy it. <laughs> oh my God. You don't see a lot of Asians on stage because Asians don't have dreams, okay? I'm telling you now. <laughs> Asians make iPhones until they're 40 and just disappear. <laughs> Where do they go? Nobody knows. <laughs> death camps, that's what I'm talking about. It's all death camps, I'm sorry. We have no future. <laughs> but like, Asian stereotype is so bullshit. Like, Asian girls are known to be timid and loving. Asian guys are known to have small dicks. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Asian guys can be sexy too, okay? Listen. What's more sexy, a 12 inch dick or a 12,000 square foot condo? One is a momentary, a moment of happiness. Another is a solution to all your problems. Think about it. This guy got and if you think, it's like, what about my sex life? Have you jerked off a waterfront view? It's amazing. It feels like you're fucking Vancouver itself. Which you are by buying that condo. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't have any of that, by the way. Just like, don't have sex with me. I don't have any of that. I don't drive a BMW, and I live in my parents' house. So like... Yeah, that's, that's because I went to university here, okay? Like, university kids are the dumbest kids in the world, okay? Like, I know a guy who can explain to me exactly how Bitcoin works, yet still invested in Bitcoin. What is wrong with you? You know how the scam works. I know another guy who can, like, build any bridge. But you know what kind of bridge you can't build? 
the bridge of human connection. <laughs> he is never getting laid. He jerked off the bridges way too much. But the dumbest guy I know, the dumbest guy I know, he spent 60K to go to university to get an engineering degree, couldn't find a job, then started to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> you know there's no future here, right? That guy's me, I'm, I'm that fucking dumbass, oh my god. Like, I don't, I don't know how to get a job, okay? Like, my resume is shit, okay? Like, first of all, it starts with Robert Pang, okay? If there's a white guy's name up there, you're like, hmm, five years of experience. If you see an Asian guy up there, you're like, shit, bro, does this guy even speak English? Why the fuck do you think I'm doing this, okay? It's not for the laughs. It's to show that I have two years of public speaking experience. Yeah. It's so right? funny. Somebody oh. hire me. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> like, I don't, you guys We're all screwed. I have no idea how I'm going to choose. Everybody's funny. <sighs> Please, why won't you suck? I hope you guys are doing well. I know I'm doing well myself. I just moved into a nice Mexican neighborhood. It's extremely festive. <laughs> In one week, my neighbor had a baby shower, a quinceanera, and a wedding. And I was like, Jesus, that girl's growing up fast. It's weird, man. My neighbor has one of those families who argue all the time, but they argue in Spanish. So I just think they're playing music. It could be domestic violence or Despacito. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. When I'm bored, I like watching couples argue. It's fun. The best couple argument I ever saw in my life was in Planned Parenthood. <laughs> and remember, this is a Planned Parenthood in Vegas, so it's fucking packed. <laughs> it's practically the DMV. I'll never forget, I was in the lobby, and the dude stands up and he goes, Amy, I told you we should've came earlier. And the chick stands up and goes, Mark, you coming early is why we're here. Uh. That comeback was so good, her baby kicked. I saw it. Uh. I like, Fuck you! It's amazing. Did you guys know Planned Parenthood is the only place in Las Vegas without slot machines? What? <laughs> Because they figure if you're there, you've gambled enough, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think I ever want to have kids. Because kids are just people you have to lie to constantly. <laughs> when I was eight years old, my dad told me I could be an astronaut. Last week, he told me Ross was hiring. <laughs> All of you can, uh, you can all stop placing bets now on mixed race. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, black and Filipino. I asked the cops to describe me Puerto Rican. <laughs> so those of you look, guessing I look like a uh, homeless Bruno Mars, you're right, yeah. <laughs> Fuck those of you that laughed at that joke. <laughs> 
It's weird, man. Growing up, I had like troubles with my racial identity, you know? One day I got cornrows to try to look more black. But no one told me when you get cornrows, they just pull your skin back and make you look way more Asian. <laughs> Yo, in one hour, I went from Filipino to Chinese. <laughs> Fucking horror. <laughs> it's weird, man. I saw a billboard the other day for the local university here. It's called UNOV. And the billboard said, UNOV, the diversity here is amazing. Which makes no sense. Because if you tell a 20-year-old dude, hey man, the diversity here is amazing, what you're really saying is, hey man, the Asian bitches here are amazing. <laughs> I uh, used to date a Jewish girl, you know, for tax purposes. And, <laughs> what? She was really Jewish. She had two yarmulkes in her nipples, like pasties. Oh <laughs> uh, man, it was weird. She would always have to explain to me how the Jewish holidays have worked. Like, well, Vince, on Rosh Hashanah, we don't work. And on Hanukkah, we don't work. And what you know, I got some cousins that would make amazing Jews. <laughs> I love that show. It's strange, man. I had a friend of mine trying to talk to me the other day. He was like, hey Vince, so uh, what do you think about all that police brutality? And I was like, wow, man, you're horrible at conversation. <laughs> police brutality is your icebreaker. It's so weird, especially when you're black. Because when you're black, people talk to you about police brutality like you're a fan of a team that's having a bad season. <laughs> Damn guys, you, you guys getting beat again this year, what's going on? You guys getting new players, free agents? Jesus! <laughs> Believe it or not, before uh, stand-up comedy, I used to be a correctional officer in prison. Because the pay is good, and they say they drug tests, but they don't. <laughs> I know this because I smoked weed every morning before work. And it's not a good look when you walk into prison smelling like freedom. <laughs> I'll never forget one of the inmates almost caught me. He was like, hey, CO, I think I smell weed on you. And I was like, excuse me, that's my job. <laughs> I promise if I smell weed on myself, I will alert myself immediately. <laughs> Working in prison, people always ask me, Vince, what's the most dangerous guy you've ever been in prison? And I go, well, that's easy. It was a giant white dude, covered in tattoos, has killed multiple people. His name is Officer Richardson. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> a common question I always had for myself in prison was if I ever caught two inmates making love in a cell, how would I stop them? Would I just yell regular prison shit? Like, hey, get on the ground. And they're like, good idea. <laughs> Vincent Blackshear, I enjoyed you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, contestant number four, Susan Thompson. Oh, hey guys, I'm kind of nervous. Bear with me. I did a show last night. I did a bunch of jokes about my kids. Uh, I have two that I know of. Um, you'll get that later. I did, I did a bunch of jokes about my kids. So this woman comes back to me after the show and she's like, those jokes are disrespectful, they're inappropriate. She was gonna call social services and look into having my kids taken away. And I was like, fuck, there's a number I could have called to have the kids taken away. 
I was just as surprised as you guys. I had no idea. So I asked her, I'm like, do you have the number on you? She totally did. It worked out. I got it on speed down now. Like, Mama needs a night out. Who are you going to call? Social services. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've got the two kids. And um, it's funny. My son, when they come over, uh, he'll play this game Minecraft. You ever seen this? Minecraft? But uh, there's actually a coined term for grown-ups that play Minecraft. There's actually a coined term on Google. It's called single. <laughs> funny like my daughter she did ask me she's like mom do you have a favorite like I've heard parents have a favorite I was like honey I love whoever is out of the house first but it turns 18 first she's like well that's not fair he's five years older I'm like better work harder sweethearts she can get it if she really want it you guys can laugh at these jokes the kids aren't here they're in the car they're not going anywhere I paid some homeless guy like 20 bucks to circle the car. They ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I like everybody. This is trouble. I'm in trouble. There's a commercial on this guy's thing. No way. No way. Wow. Give it up. Uh, Victoria Arnstein, everybody. Let her hear. I get really overwhelmed by these standing ovations, guys. Please have a seat. I just celebrated my 19-year wedding anniversary. I know. Thank you. Oh, my God. It was a very special night. My husband took me to this super market, and it was just... 19 years. Uh, it wasn't just any supermarket, guys. It was Food Emporium. <laughs> Not like I said it was key food. That was last year. You see a pattern? But if I play my cards right, next year it's Whole Foods. Woohoo! Sticking it out to 20. Yeah. My husband is seven years younger than I am. Thank you. I don't have a joke for that. I just wanted to let you know. And he's here tonight, so um, happy anniversary. I didn't tell him yet. <laughs> I'm kidding, he knows. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's from the wrinkles. Anyone here a feminist tonight? Let me hear a shout out from feminists. Whoa, oh my god, you guys are kind of fucking up my shit though. <laughs> my husband's starting to think we're equal now. <laughs> superior than he is like lately he's been asking me to do this thing called um work <laughs> that was hard to say i said that's really not a good but i'm actually very happy to be here <laughs> i'm just one of those people that always looks miserable that's all doesn't matter what the, like the disney photos i'm always like did he even want to go <laughs> I just got one of those faces, like the male version of resting bitch face. That's what I have. I look like someone who watched a child drown when they were six. That's my face. Like there's just something like I haven't quite got over. And really all it is that my mom wouldn't bear, buy those pair of pants I wanted as a kid. But that's, it stuck with me. I'm from Philadelphia. Maybe that's it. Does that explain it for anybody? I feel like we're a miserable set of people. Yeah, 
Philly, you understand me, I get it. From Philly, live in Los Angeles, though. Okay. As far as Philadelphians go, I'm pretty chill. Philadelphians think I'm pretty easy going. I think I belong to Los Angeles. Los Angeles people can't stand me. <laughs> think I'm cantankerous as hell. They cannot stand me. They don't get it. I'm like an acquired taste for them, you know what I mean? But not the way, like, you take sips of wine to gain a palate. I'm the way you take sips of poison to gain a tolerance. <laughs> like, I'm a really good friend after three years. <laughs> you spend more and more time with me, you're just like, this isn't as bad as I remember. I feel like I'm a, I think I might actually be becoming a stronger person now. I don't know. I'm like chemotherapy. Like, I could cure your cancer or I could kill you in the process, but you won't know until it's too late. Like, that's me in a nutshell. I started comedy in Los Angeles. I'm from Philly. Started comedy in Los Angeles. And if you want to start comedy, do not start in Los Angeles. Los Angeles will make you soft. Here's the thing, Los Angeles will give you a big head to start comedy in Los Angeles because in Los Angeles, when you tell a stranger that you do stand-up comedy, they're actually impressed. Yeah. <laughs> like they're impressed, like they're, they're like, whoa, you do comedy? You're so brave. <laughs> I could never do that. I'd rather join the military. <laughs> You tell someone in Philadelphia to do stand-up, they're like, what made you think you could do that? <laughs> that wasn't just my dad, either. That was the Lyft driver. <laughs> the guys at People in the East Coast do not want to hear about you following your dreams. <laughs> been in Los Angeles a long time, man. It's my first time being back in New York after a long while. It's nice to see that your drug dealers have gone from being aggressive to progressive. <laughs> I was on a street in Times Square the other day, minding my own business, made eye contact with another gentleman because I'm not afraid of the agency. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was so discouraged before I did this uh, competition because I actually uh, I locked my keys in my car right before I had to come here. And then I had to call AAA. And so, uh, you know, the guy comes, he, and the guy who unlocks my car, you know, he's funnier within the first six seconds of meeting him than I've been for like the six years that I've been doing this. <laughs> so I was like, I was like really just discouraged and, and like, honestly, like, like, it's like belly laughs, like I'm hurting, like I'm leaning on my car, I'm like, <gasps> like that kind of shit, fucking, dude, I couldn't stop, oh my god, and like, <laughs> Anyways, it's just like, I'm about to enter this comedy competition, this fucking locksmith already beat me. <laughs> Random fucking locksmith with a Russian accent is already good, man. <laughs> and like I was telling him, yeah, I'm about to do like a show at like Helium. Hey, you guys are, this is the end of Friday Conversations on Race.
couple of shows, a run of shows, as we say in the comedy biz. They are having Colin, <laughs> Solomon Giorgio at the end of May at Highline up in Seattle. Put your hands together for Bobby Higley! Keep it going. 